0: Yeah, I'm with the world. Yeah, I want it all said. I'm with the world. Yeah, I'm with the world. I'm coming to get it. Don't care what you heard. Don't care what you heard. What it is Coming from Brooklyn Bringing that truth Never gonna lie Never gonna lose Always on top Keeping it steady He'll make you tap out and you won't be ready He got the suplex Breaking your back Now everyone in the world Gonna listen to Taz Alright, alright, alright What's up, what's up, what's up Everybody, Taz here A little on the weather Because of the algae gimmick So, working on that I'm a little low-key Jones, so it doesn't mean I'm sad or mundane. It doesn't mean any of those negative things. It's just it's the throat gimmick. but I, I should be okay. We're hoping to limit this episode to one water break. Hopefully, one would be the key. The number we are looking for is one. So that's what we're working on in this episode, so for those that uh, count. Anyway, I uh, hope you guys are good. Thanks for downloading this episode. I appreciate it. You're doing that either on uh, Apple Podcasts. Maybe on radio.com, on the website or the app That's very much appreciated as you guys know So um, that's a lot to cover in this episode Kind of loosey-goosey though You know me, I don't work off of uh, Some guys when they podcast, guys and girls they, they script it out And I don't mean they're reading off a script Like a strong outline oh, Gotta write an outline Oh, we gotta get an outline for that episode Oh yeah No, that's not what I do I've talked about this in the past When my show was daily uh, No no, 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 no. I don't do that. I just fucking spitball. Um, I have an idea in my head. Sometimes I jot stuff down, but, um, lately I've been jotting stuff down. Just a little quick note, like boom, 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 like that. And, uh, not this one. So this episode's either going to be tremendous or absolutely suck. No, I don't think it's going to suck. It'll be good. I'm teasing, but, um, Anyways, la uh, la 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 Okay, yeah, so the news came out that at the um, at the StarCast event Memorial Day weekend in Las Vegas Where I will be there doing a couple of signings a Rare appearance for yours truly, as you know That the live Taz show uh, Which is going to be a lot of fun For those um, who, I don't, again, I don't know if you buy the bracelet for that Or buy a ticket Part of my ignorance on that I, I'm confused on the whole thing just go to the Starcast Events website, get all the info. But it's going to be cool—the live tag show. Right now, the uh, first guest will be the uh, first guest that'll be on the episode uh, will be MJF. So, uh, who's a very uh, young talent, up and coming guy um, who's done a lot of really good work for MLW wrestling and um, is part of AEW. Uh, tremendous talent uh, Burberry Jones, you know, fancy rich kid gimmick Type thing, but um, talented Kid can talk, really got a lot of charisma So for you that might not be too Familiar with him, so it should be a lot of fun Having him on the, uh, the Deal um, live And in person, and I've I don't want to give too much info, but I got Word from what they're doing, Starcast, as far as the set for your boy, so there's going to be a nice set. Let's put it that way. Like the set, the because there's going to be live video they're doing. I guess I'm assuming it's Fight TV or something like that for all the different live shows they have. So they put together a nice set for me. So uh, I can't give too much in info. All I know is there's a desk involved. I think unless I was worked. I don't think I'm worked, but this is what I heard. But anyway, it's gonna be. It should be pretty good, and there'll be a, probably one, maybe two more guests besides um, MJF. So uh, it'll the you other know, will be another AEW wrestler. I'm pretty sure. Um, there's a couple names that we've been going over. So just without getting into it on the air here, but um, but yeah, so it should be a lot of fun. So go to uh, the Starcast events. Website, I probably should give you the, the proper at um, StarCast with two R's By the way, if you've never been on their website If you're going to be in Las Vegas Or you plan on attending the event um, You know, they, this is their second one StarCast 2 And obviously the AEW Double or Nothing Pay-Per-View is the Saturday night um, But the uh, It's May 23rd to May 26th In Las Vegas, Caesar Palace, Caesars Palace And that's where I'll be And some of the other events will be held At Tuscany Suites and Casinos so, uh, and you go on the uh, Website, it's starcast With two r's dot com, so you can buy Your bracelet staff for meet and greets and Whatever, all inclusive stuff I don't know, you can get hotel information on there Travel information, it's a You know, the guy Conrad does a good job, he sets it Up the right way, so, uh, you know He does um, This In this episode, also, I'm going to go over I should have said this at the top, I'm professional with me I'm going to get into some, uh, it's, this is a, I've never really done this before, kind of like a Left over Taz Hall How's that like kind of le- Yes left ho- left over So it's kind of w- Weird right I've never done So what that means is I felt bad so once I went over it With Brian we looked at all of the Different comments we had this was on Taz talk on the Instagram All the different questions I should say from the last Taz Hall and and we didn't you know we gave We did a lot of them but we didn't get to do all of them So I felt you know what I mean I felt Like Kind of bad I was saying to Brian ah, You know jeez I mean uh, There's some leftover questions that maybe we should do And he's like well let's do a little leftover gimmick and I'm like yes yeah. so we talk to somebody else At the company and get in the studio And you know we, we're going to get you know we get after it So uh, that's how it's done That's that's my thing here that's that's how I am So um, What else what else yeah so yeah now, I'll get into some other stuff later on I want to talk about the mocks I haven't got to talking about the Ambrose Mox gimmick Jones I'll get into that Later on but uh, here we go Hey and Pete Gass It is now time For the Taz Hall Let your voice Be heard Oh yes Taz Hall Jones That's the name of this segment <laughs> Should have been Taz Hall Jones That's where we should have went with it you know, We didn't We just went Taz Hall So um, anyway Interesting yeah, leftover gimmick i guess we'll do another open where it's taz hall leftovers no that wouldn't be good that'd be a stupid name right taz hall leftovers as a name no no i'm not gonna do that all right anyway so that's the deal so all right so we get into taz hall again i I'm, I'm we basically grabbed these from what we had on the uh on the instagram so um from the last one we did and uh and that's the thing all right here we go uh the underscore rarest underscore alex have you ever considered doing a create a shirt contest uh no it's a no i have not thought of doing a create a shirt um what you're getting at bro is like doing giveaway type thing or something when i hear shirt and i hear someone does radio or podcasting i'm thinking about giveaways okay we used to do that (laughs) when i was doing the um When we're doing Hump Day promos, and whoever won got a t shirt and whatever, and all this other shit. And it just, it just, the Hump Day promos, as successful as it went for a long time um it really it just even just people would they they really wanted the t-shirts like you know they want it just it was called people were competitive it just got a little crazy so no sir i am not gonna do that no i have not i have not considered it uh cotter 3612 have you ever thought of doing a cigar review segment or cigar of the week i have actually i have thought of it but I, here's to be honest with you i don't think enough of you guys or cigar, you know, smokers or into cigars. Even if you're not a smoker, truth be told, with me, like I, am a huge cigar aficionado. I love cigars. I, I, I don't smoke them as much as I act like I smoke them. Maybe in the summertime, I smoke too many of them. Meaning, to, for me, I'm just to be honest with you. If I smoke in the summertime because I live in New York, so it's cold, you can't smoke all year round. If I smoke, like, <clears throat> excuse me, more than two a week, or maybe three at max. That's a lot in the warm weather for me. If I smoked one of that, my wife would kick my ass. So, uh, <laughs> so you know, I, I and during the colder months, I I never smoke them. I mean, there's a really good cigar bar near my house, a cigar shop, I should say, with a lounge. And sometimes I'll go there when it's cold out and uh, knock around, Guy Jones. You know, that's my gimmick. And um, but for the most part, I don't. Um, you know, I don't. Uh, I, I don't smoke them as much as I come off. I'm kind of breaking kayfabe, I guess, in my cigar world, right? (laughs) But if I did a cigar review segment, uh, you know, I, I, I can do it. I would love to do it. And if you guys want to hit me up on Twitter and tell me if you're in, even if you don't smoke cigars, yeah, I'd love to hear it. Maybe I'd learn something about cigars. Not that I'm an expert. When I say I'm a cigar aficionado, I look at that as someone that knows about cigars. I'm a big fan of cigars for a long time. This is not, like, a new thing for me. Um Michael Cole was actually the guy who got me into cigars, believe it or not. So, when we were working together, um, he definitely got me into cigars. So, and I think I'm more into them now than him. He kind of fell out of love with them, from what I understand. And now I'm more, I am more into them, you know, now than he was. About, now, Well, I kind of guess you get my point. I mean, that kind of made like, you know, no sense to where I went into that question. I kind of sound like an idiot. But yeah, no, I would definitely consider doing it, but it just depends, you know. Uh, yeah, here's a perfect example. Sir Weaselton. Uh, here's another one on, on Instagram Jones. What's a good stogie to grab for StarCast festi- festivities? Have you ever considered or tried American Nightmare brand cigars from Cody and Kaz? Uh, hashtag Tassel Jones. Um, I have never tried their brand, the American Nightmare gimmick. I was actually, last week, communicating with, with uh, Cody a little bit about them because I was trying to get some info what... You know what type of cigar, it's a Robusto, and what type of uh, f- what type of draws on it. I'm you know I want to know because I was I'm definitely so I'm sure I'll be grabbing a couple of them when I see these cats in Las Vegas. Um, now to answer your question, Sir Weaselton, I mean if you don't grab one of those guys' cigars, um, I would definitely look into maybe uh, getting yourself a nice punch cigar, or maybe I'm a big fan of anything made by Drew Estate. I've mentioned them before. They always hook me up with a lot of cigars, and they they, have, they they have a lot of brands under their main brand. So that's where I would go. But again, I can't comment on American Nightmare because uh, and I, I love Cody, I love Kaz personally, I do, I, and I'm sure they have great smokes. But I just I'm looking forward to trying them. So I'm sure in Vegas, maybe I'll get together with those dudes and, and smoke a cigar with them, or something like that, or at least get some and bring them back to New York or smoke them in a hotel and lobby, Jones. You know, walking around like a hot shot, flip flops on, cigar, packing a lip. Maybe not at the same time, but I think you get my drift So (laughs) you imagine? Oh boy Uh, Anyway (laughs) Oh, what do we got here Uh, Pete Trimble 66 I'm glad you're doing this because I thought of a great question Any reason why You never had a match or feud With Raven Just bad timing? Not sure You've talked about this one on the show Ah, that's a good question. Um, I don't know if I ever talked about that. I don't know. And then he came back with the hashtag Taz Show hashtag Tazwell Jones. Um, you know, it's Raven and I. We I know we did something in Boston for ECW when we were in ECW together. You know, he was getting pushed hard. I was getting pushed hard. I know Scott Levy for a long time. Like you know, I consider Scott a friend. I've not talked to him in a long time, but I, you know, I like Scotty. Um, Scotty you know good guy I mean back in the day you know We were running like you know he I always liked him I always liked Scotty I mean You know anyway Um we did Something at Wonderland Greyhound Park in Revere Massachusetts Which I was calling Boston which is outside of Boston close to Boston And I want to say God damn it was like A battle royal or some shit In ECW And him and I, we did, we had some physicality in the ring. It was pretty entertaining. I'm trying to remember what we did. I don't think, yeah, I think you're right, man. I don't think we ever really had like, we didn't have an angle. I know that, Paul. You know, at that time, the way he booked, you know, a lot of the top, the guys that were getting the bigger pushes, he tried to keep them apart to 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 get to them down the road. Like just incredible. During his turn, PJ's prime, like that, uh, he was great. I mean, he's another guy like I never did much with at all ever in ECW. You know what I mean? Like never, and Raven too. You know, so he kind of like he clustered guys together, which was the right thing to do. The way he did it, um, I think because the long-range plan was that the company would be around forever, and you know what? Let me keep it in my back pocket, All right, Whatever, just incredible and Taz or. Raven and Taz or whatever Um But yeah no obviously Raven and I Tagged together in WWE And he when he debuted in WWE Once I was there running Jones He did a run in I think I was wrestling Lawler if I remember On a pay-per-view somewhere Jerry Lawler And he came in if I remember correctly you guys remember the shit better than me because you're cheating you go to Google and you Google that shit I know What you're doing sneaky bastards I know Exactly what you're doing Um So anyway so um yeah, you no, know, Raven and I. There was no reason. I mean, unless I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe Raven said to Paul, "I want to work with that fucking guy." That could be. I, I don't think Scott would have done that, but who knows? Maybe. Um, that wasn't the case of me. I mean, all the time him and I, Raven and I have had a little it wasn't a spat, but like he probably to his grave he'll still still say this that I p- got myself and uh, Sabu on the poster for Barely Legal because I designed the poster, so he thinks that I. <laughs> I went into business for myself and put over me And Sabu and that's not true I, uh, Sabu and I were face to face On the poster because that's what Paul Wanted and he was the boss he was paying So that's how that Happened um, but I think I don't think Scott believes that or buys it and That's fine we've <laughs> Argued about this we laughed about it we Yelled about it and it's like a running Joke I'm sure if I ever bump into him again he'll bring it up again In just but He's a funny guy, so yeah, he's 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 Scott's you gotta know him, like he's he's a crazy fuck. So, uh but anyway, i I got no heat with him at all. And I would have loved to I was always a fan of his work. I thought he was always tremendous. I remember when he, when Scott, when Raven came to ECW, it was a big deal. It was a big deal, you know, um, because he had worked for Vince when he was doing the other gimmick. I'm trying to blank a name scotty the body maybe i don't know what he was doing but but and and he you know he he had some cachet like he had some star power young star power while we were grinding you know and it was a good get getting him i remember that and uh i I know i was happy about it i, I, I always loved the way he worked i always I, just a big fan of scott levy's work his r- work rate so let him know that on twitter tell him taz put you over he'd like to hear that that's how we are old school wrestlers. you know when someone puts you over bro you love to hear it because you get buried nonstop on whenever someone does a fucking YouTube gimmick. So it's burial time. So, you know, like, so when someone puts you over, you like to know. You know what I mean? So <laughs> that's how that goes. That's why when I say let them know on Twitter, I'm, I'm quasi joking, but you know, you get the joke. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hold on a second. It's time. Mizu Jones Oh Yes Nice Imagine someone's new To this podcast And are thinking What the fuck is this guy doing? Drinking water This is called Water Break Jones Mizu City Or whatever you want to call it So And as we roll to break outside of break I'll get into some more of these Taz Halls I'll give you some more juicier ones Some better ones and uh, hit you up with uh, talking about the Mox gimmick. What's going on with the Ambrose? Giving my opinions on uh, the gimmick we saw. All right. Tasho, sit tight. All right, us, we're back, back here on the Taz Show, and uh, yes, uh, going to get to more Taz Halls, some uh, some good ones here, some Taz Hall leftover we got here, and I want to talk about the Mox gimmick, uh, the, the Ambrose, is he dead, is he not, John Moxie Jones, the whole thing, Moxie, Moxie you know, the whole thing, we got the Mox, and the vignette, um, so... Maybe I'll get into that real quick before I get into the rest of Taz Hall. Now you know what? Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll, I'll go Taz Hall, then into the mocks. I like saying his name. Like three-letter word names in wrestling. When you do that, you are bound for success. Do you understand me? Mark. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So, anyway, uh, Taz Hall Jones. So, we'll go back into this real quick with some of the leftovers, like I said, uh, that I didn't get to the other day. Andrew Andrew Rams 3 Y. do you see any similarities between WWE and the Marvel Universe could they learn anything from them to improve uh, The product I don't think they could learn anything from them to improve the product, but I do see massive similarities Hence why I was on uh, one of the uh, this is not too long ago one of the YouTube um, one of the big powerful YouTube Marvel gimmicks. I did a sit down interview there, which was a lot of fun. Um, and that was probably, when was that during the holidays? Maybe during Christmas time, I think if I remember correctly, it was on this week in Marvel. So, uh, that's what it was. And Marvel entertainment tweeted it out. I'm actually YouTubed it out. So, um, and it talked about how I would suplex different characters, Marvel characters. It was a lot of fun. And also the pod did the podcast with them. Um, so you could uh you could check that out but uh, yeah just go over to the marvel this week in marvel but i did do that on there and it was a, a lot of fun my friend ryan who i became friends with ryan pengos who's uh there who he's the host of the gimmick and uh, good dude anyway so yeah but i do see a lot of similarities uh for sure and that's why i you know when they approached me to do the gimmick it made sense to me and them um, because wrestling fans, a lot of them Marvel fans. And who isn't? Who doesn't love the Marvel movies? They're great. Avenger Jones, the whole nine yards, the Hulk, Spider Man City, the whole deal. Everybody everything's great. We all love it. Everybody loves it. How do you not? You know what I mean? Unless you're a DC comics guy, right? Unless you're like obsessed with DC comics then maybe I can understand that. Like, if you're like, oh my God, I can't, I can't, I have to be loyal, I have to be loyal, then I could get it. But if you like that, then maybe you look crazy. I'm just saying. Um, maybe. But, no, I do see similar similarities for sure. It's all great. DC Comics is great, too. I love everybody in this world. You know that. I'm not knocking anyone. That's not my gimmick. Philip underscore King underscore Slayer. Okay, Philip King Slayer. Question Jones over here. Question City. This is what this man typed Uh, Taz, you have an exceptional mind for the wrestling business. WWE clearly didn't see your full potential. Would you consider being a booker Or working behind the scenes for a wrestling Promotion then he comes back with Another question to Whammy Jones This guy okay final question Jones Over here as he put it when WWE finally induct You in the Hall of Fame who will You bury in your speech and who Will you put over also love the podcast I listen on the Spotify Gimmick hashtag job is now excuse Me I have to go to a water break This is what this man said he knows all The vernacular of the Taz show and I respect philip king slayer (laughs) now here we go for all five fucking thousand of your questions phil i will start answering them okay uh overstay your welcome jones that's your new name overstay your welcome jones so i listen i appreciate you saying i have an exceptional mind for the business thank you so much um wwe during my time there um the bulk of my time as a commentator they saw me just as that as a commentator They had no interest in using me anywhere else I, I don't want to sit there sit here and say That I was knocking down their doors to do other work like to be an agent on a match a producer Or to be on a writing team. I wasn't doing that. I was content with just doing my job And it wasn't for the reasons you think um the main reason was it wasn't like I'm lazy because I'm not lazy. It wasn't like I didn't want to do it because I wanted to do it. I I love to spitball creative and sit in a room with, with men and women that know the business that are part of creative team and and or uh, you know someone no matter who it would be from from Stephanie or Vince McMahon or Triple H or whoever you know and i just sit there and talk wrestling and come up with different ideas. I, I I could do that seven days a week. I I really can and I love doing it. I never had a bulk of that opportunity in WWE. Um, I never asked them because I knew it was kind of a dead-end street because, you know, it was, especially during that time, it was firmly just like, a one-way street everybody was just placating whatever vince wanted to do because he was the owner and the boss and i understood that and i respect that and a lot of the stuff he wanted to do i i i wasn't crazy about i mean i didn't hate all of it i didn't i did i liked a lot of it but some of the stuff i i you know and i'm the type of guy in the room where if i don't agree like i don't i don't have a good poker face i'm not gonna hide it i'm gonna wear my emotions on my sleeve and i'm gonna speak up and and i'm i could come off like Kind of nasty and I'm not even trying To be nasty it's just because I'm passionate And I know that wouldn't Vince would be like Well what the fuck you know and then we would have more Confrontations than we would get along Um not, not Vince is not looking for you to kiss his ass but I'm just Saying well <laughs> let's, He's not looking for it but there's plenty of people Over the decades that have kissed his ass that are Still working there so yeah They're just called smart ass kissers uh, That just wasn't my bag but um, no, nah, they. they I, I talked about this a long time ago about like Bobby Lashley, <clears throat> when Bobby was just coming up in WWE, and they were kind of trying to figure out what to do with him. And here he is, this this freak athlete, this guy with this body of a Greek god, just a wrestling machine, and he wanted to come off as a killer, which because he was a killer machine, and they were not booking him, writing him right for him, and and I, you know, he came to me, and and I talked with him, and. And he was kind of like, you know, be good if we could, you know, I said, Bobby, I'd love to help you as much as I can, and and I I I I saw so much I could, like concepts and ideas I had for him, and I he, he didn't ask me to, but I went to Stephanie and just no, I'm sorry, wait, when I didn't go to Stephanie, I went, did I go to? Uh, I don't remember, now, maybe one of the writers or something about an idea or something, and then Stephanie came to me. That's how it was, and she was just, and this was a long time ago, but she just said, you know. You know, I understand Like, you know, like Bobby, uh, great ideas And stuff for him And and um, and she goes I respect everything you're saying But and she kind of, and I'm paraphrasing And at the time I was a little Ticked off, but as I got older I realized She didn't mean it to be offensive I know she didn't But it was kind of like In a very, very diplomatic, very, very, very Very nice way It was like, you know you're a commentator you're a great commentator and then we have writers so we don't want to infringe on the writers jobs and let them write and let the creative team do that like that was kind of like everyone know your role again she did not say like that i'm not trying to bullshit here because she she wasn't like that i I have no problem with her with steph at all i respect her um and i kind of felt like okay i understand no problem and i to be frank, I just felt bad for, for At that time, Bobby was a lot Younger wrestler then, I felt bad for Bobby And the, again, he wasn't coming to me saying, hey Can you do this? He was like, man, I'd love to just You know, pick your brain a little bit, I'm like, yeah, Bobby, you know And, and I had some ideas from him, and so I Just took it upon myself to go and talk to some of The creative people in the company And next thing you know, that's what happened So I, I just, my main goal was not to get Bobby In the heat, which I didn't, I didn't want to get in Because you can get heat without even trying To get somebody heat, and and I felt like He as a wrestler to a wrestler you know like he was just looking for some opinions and you know i would hope it's a lot different there now that if someone goes to someone senior to them there's a lot of in-ring experience and my you know promo experience style gimmick like you have or whatever that the company would be they wouldn't put you in a box okay this person does this job He's in that box That guy does, does this job He's in that box okay. This girl does this job She's in that box That's I don't think that's smart I would assume is not like that Anymore That mindset Just my thoughts I don't know um, What now to, Again long winded answer here For you Philip King Slayer um, Would I consider being a booker Or working behind the scenes For a wrestling promotion Yeah I would consider it um, Especially if I could work at him at my my full time you know, radio career and i think i could do that i would consider that i missed i do miss that i'm being honest i missed uh being around the, the talent being around a wrestling show that's most of my adult life was what i'd done you know so it's tough when you're away from it you do miss it i mean i didn't miss it for a long time now as i'm getting a little bit older i do miss it um and there's so many new newer bigger medium size and Smaller companies out there that are exciting and doing great stuff, excluding WWE. There's so many. Uh, there is a lot that are doing good stuff. You know, some are not as new, but some are a little bit small in WWE. So you could say Ring of Honor or, you know, Impact Wrestling's changed their stuff around a lot. Obviously, AEW's got tons of buzz. Let's see what they're going to be doing um that's very exciting mlw you guys know i talk very glowing of mlw i think they do a great job i so i'm just saying i i would it, it would have to be obviously something that would work for me and and for me in my career at this stage of my life it'd have to work financially for me i'm a businessman at the end of the day too but what i want to yeah i definitely would be interested in a conversation like that uh, i'll show my hand here uh definitely you no doubt but do i this is going to sound really like an assy comment Like a real douche, asshole comment I have to set the table Because it's not meant that way um, Do I need To do it? No And that's where I'm blessed and I thank God And, and that I've You know <clears throat> you know, That I'm in a position where my Career as a broadcaster And a podcaster and as a radio host uh, You know in sports Radio I I'm um, I don't have to but I definitely would be intrigued and open to conversations to that and that could happen that could happen um, for sure I think I answered all 5,000 of your questions Phil uh, maybe I missed one oh the induction Hall of Fame <laughs> yeah <laughs> excuse me I'm not um, expecting the WWE to put me in the Hall of Fame I think that that ship has sailed I tweeted this out the other day off of someone's comment to me on Twitter I don't see them. And look, they had an opportunity to offer that to me uh, in Brooklyn, in my hometown. And uh, there's only been one ECW act, unless I miss something, that's been inducted in WWE Hall of Fame, and that act is the Dudleys. So, uh, who they were well deserving, obviously, you know. So, no, no, no flag tone for me. Um, the most decorated tag team—I don't, I don't know what they're, they're probably in the history of the business. or so close to it? The amount of championships they've held and the success everywhere they've worked. So I have no problem with, with them being the first act going into the Hall of Fame. That's from ECW. Um, I, 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 would like to just see more acts from ECW going in. I don't care, you know. I don't don't need to be me next. I don't care if it's Rob Van Dam. I don't. I don't care if it's, um, you know. Uh, shane douglas i don't care if it's all well deserving you, know, you know sandman he's all well deserving raven we mentioned earlier i mean that uh, you know you can go on and on i mean i it, it's um sabu obviously you know i mean so it um there, there's yeah i i have no i i i just would like to see that again it's off the question kind of off your question but for me no i and to answer your question i would not bury anyone in my speech um, I would not I would put over a lot of people, well not a lot the people that really helped me, the ones that really stuck by me um and the first one I would mention is a guy named Tony Rumble, the Boston Bad boy, who left us a long time ago. I've mentioned him before on the show here, um and he's the first guy who gave me my first real break uh when he was booking i w c c w and he really was a true friend of mine and helped me a lot when no one even gave a shit who I was or what I was doing. He managed me. I was the Tasmaniac then and he was a dear friend and he left us too early and he's a guy that really helped me and opened up doors to me. And obviously Paul Heyman I'd have to thank um for all the opportunities he gave me. You know, there's a lot of people. I mean from a broadcasting perspective, you know, I mean I, I you know, I mean uh, I mentioned guys like Michael Cole, obviously jr you know, Kevin Dunn who's helped me a lot from behind the scenes. Um um, you know, just uh, uh, yeah, just yeah, I I'd probably have to thank seven or eight people. You know, of course my wife, but I'm saying I'm over here giving my my speech. Well, I look at the thank her. I'm yeah, you know, I'm over here doing a podcast, giving my thank you speech. It's kind of weird. It's your fault, Phil, not mine. Uh right, anyway. So good questions, all twenty five fucking thousand of them, bro. All right, uh, what else we got here? La uh, la 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 la. Oh, here we go. Uh, Morin underscore Andrew. Hey Taz, big fan. I've been meaning to ask you, how do you feel about signs in professional wrestling? Or more specifically, the decline of signs in the crowd. Okay, this guy means cardboard Jones. That's what he's talking about. I know I used to love when Michael Cole would open up the show, would get your signs ready. Keep up the great work, Tassel. (laughs) Excuse me. Um... I think it's great I think it's a, it's a, you get to express yourself You're a paying customer, you come to the event And you get to hold up your sign And all this stuff and, and, and I think that's what fans Should be able to do and should be allowed to do And stuff like that Now, the thing is You don't hear Michael Cole doing that anymore Because what happened was as time went on You know, and WWE battles us all the time And we used to have it a lot Where people would hold up Taz Show signs On Raw, Smackdown and you know they would plug the show. And the thing is, you see that sometimes not just with shows, but all everybody and their fucking mom has a goddamn. Podcast today and or a streaming YouTube show or something and it Don't matter if you took no bumps 10,000 bumps if you Just read your inside wrestling lingo Website and you think you're a fucking pro Wrestler now and you act like a wrestler and you talk Like a wrestler so you think you're a wrestler so then people will Follow you on your fucking podcast or your YouTube thing and then you have Your buddy go your cousin or your aunt or uncle Go to raw and hold up a sign that says Billy Bob's fucking podcast you know and then it Gets on and like, again you know and maybe You get a couple more downloads I, I understand so this is why guys like Michael Cole are not allowed to say get your Signs ready (laughs) because They don't want to Motivate people more if you're going to bring Your signs you bring them you hold them up You can't blame WWE for not Shooting with a camera or Pulling off of what their cameras When something's promoted on There that's not something that they're That they're making money off of Including my show so Including any other show Because you know that's their platform They're not going to allow you to use Them as bootleg Advertising and I get It I'll, I I also This is where I'm going to talk out of both sides of my mouth For a second and double Talk and I don't mean to but I have to I also think it's Not cool when they take signs From people before they come in the building Like you know and That's coming from backstage Like this is there's certain things we don't want People to have on their signs it's a little bit of a catch-22 And that's why man, I'm talking on both sides of my mouth Because I see WWE's point But I understand that you have freedom to just Those are not curse words and stuff like that Or obscene photos or something like that Or like a drawing of, you know Somebody's like a big fat ass Hanging out that's like a sweaty ass photo With hair on it And you just hold up this Oak tag Fucking cardboard red Giant sign with your boys And it's just some Big ass, like a drawing, like some professional artist, like a sweaty ass on there, like some guy's big, hairy ass, and you put it on the camera. That would suck. Just imagine the TV truck. Oh, God. You can't have that on TV. So, you know, you can't do that. And you, you know, so if you're WWE, you know, you can't uh, you can't allow that kind of prom- you know, promotion of a show or a podcast like I said So I, I get where they're coming from But I also think people should be free to do what they want to do But I, I think signs in the crowd are great I mean, it's just a, for the most part, they're all cool And obviously a lot of them are planted, too. You guys know that All right KTV underscore 619 Who is on your Mount Rushmore of suplexes? Oh, wow Oh, man Wow, I mean, this is a question uh, that's, I got to digest this, wow Okay, only one thing, pay attention I am going to, ex- I am not going to be in this for myself I will not be in this No, I am not in this I will, I will give you a few Mount Rushmore, what, four people So I think it's four uh, I'm not going to be in this Because to be honest with you, I think I, if I did a Mount Rushmore and I was included It would just be me Alone. How's that? Um, I'm joking. But, no, I don't want to... It's self-serving. If I kind of just put myself over... Well, I'd have to say me. I'm not going to do that. Um, Again, not writing something down. Not putting a ton of thought into this. You catch catch me off guard here. In the middle of a leftover Taz Hall. First, in no particular order. I would have to... uh, Just because I feel like he... He really brought it forward in mainstream wrestling Just my opinion is the Iron Sheik I'd have to put Sheik on there Uh for sure I think uh He you know during the The 80s and stuff like that And, and his fame in WWF As a fucking unbelievable heel Um he was suplexing Dudes you know like you know I'm not saying he was the first suplexer I know he was not But I'd have to uh, you know put him These are mine I would say him Iron uh, Sheik for sure I respect Sheik um Hirohase uh, Worked for New Japan for a long time You could you could google him Or go on YouTube His last name is H-A-S-E, Hiro Hase. Um He was uh, to me a tremendous Suplexer a lot of Japanese wrestlers Were and still are But Hirohase to me um, excellent Excellent suplexer I definitely would say The Steiner brothers would be in there Both Rick and Scott Would be in there Um you know, I'm, um, uh, again, this is, uh, I'm sorry, it's just, it's not Mount Rushmore, this is not for. I mean, Gary Albright um, was a, he was a great wrestler at the University of Nebraska, and he worked for, uh, he worked in Japan for a lot of years. He was an excellent suplexer. Um, so you could check him out, too. I look, my thing, too, like, I look at, when I look at suplexing, you know, like, I'm real critical on it, like, even today, when I watch the younger guys and girls do it, huge into technique like that was my thing man you know i was fucking huge and very proud of my technique i worked on it for a long time to perfect the throw from my back arch to how i would explode my hips and how i would use my quads and and into the throw and my hips and then in the back arch incorporate my calves and to really work on my strength of my feet to get a proper back arch and bridge on my toes and most importantly my neck strength i really worked for years on building my neck up with bridges front bridges back bridges rotating bridges on training my neck on a mat uh, i wasn't a typical pro wrestler i went to the gym and just lifted weights i trained like a collegiate wrestler would train like an like an international wrestler would train like a judoka would train that's how i trained Um, I would do traditional weightlifting movements, bodybuilding movements, but I also worked on a lot of my workout was built around the ability to hit more explosive suplexes than anyone else, you know, and again, I'm not disrespect, I'm trying to, again, I'm not writing them down as far as other, other great suplexes. I'm sure I missed a couple and just, I'm just hitting you with, you know, for me, Who, um, I consider, I don't, you know, I, I think that suplexing is, um, a a lot of the younger talent today do a good job of it, but there's a lot of it that is just, there's not, not a lot of technique involved. Like it's just, uh, yeah, I don't, I I don't like to sit here and bury people name names. I just. Some of the shit is just not good. So some is, though. So it's kind of a vague statement, I guess. But good question, KTV underscore 619. Uh, Phantom 1 if uh if uh what is this oh here we go <clears throat> if you could choose one wrestler from any time in history to have one match with both in your primes uh who would that be and hit me with a jerky i guess he's a jerky boy fan i yeah i've talked about this a lot i am the, the first thing that always jumps out to me is brett the hitman heart. i'd never worked with brett so brett would be a guy i think i might have answered a similar question in the last task hall if i remember correctly uh redesign self what is your opinion on keith lee and nxt not really using him much lately well so keith lee for those that aren't familiar like he is a a real special athlete you know um he really is he's something else he's um big thick powerful uh young man that 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 Looks like he can tear your head off Rip your arms off uh, Beat the shit out of you with your arms Take your legs wrap them uh, You know around your stomach He just looks like he literally Can tear you limb from limb and to Me that's what professional wrestlers Should look like so I'm a fan of Keith Lee um, I am I, I haven't talked a lot of him a lot. Talked About him a lot here On the Taz show and that, that's My bad I should Um I, look, he is, uh, I do feel like this is a guy that has the ability to really, you know, really be skyrocketed He's got such a unique look um, This guy, he was a big time D1 football player, played football at Texas A&M You know, which is big time, you know, big time football for those other football fans He's a big D lineman, defensive lineman you know he he I think he came to NXT probably in his last summer I think it was in 2018. So he has amazing athleticism for a guy that's over 300 pounds, um, really. And he's built like a thick fucking you know ass kicker. You know what I mean? He really is. I and and he's got a great look. His face he's he's got a, when he smiles he's got a million dollar smile. He's got a real likable smile. I wouldn't go that route with him. I wouldn't have my man smile. I wouldn't have him smile much at all ever I I my only thing <clears throat> that I, that jumps out to me a little bit I you could you could kind of see and I remember less remember how long ago it was I saw a little bit of you could see the rock was a big inspiration to Keith Lee some of his mannerisms and stuff I think that's like you gotta really be careful with that you know um there's one rock there's always going to be one rock you know and that that's tough to replicate the success that that dude had so as a wrestler you know what i mean so i i would avoid doing anything like the rock so i really would i i i would book keith lee completely different than they book him i would have him be a fucking killer i would have him dress different i'd have him be a you know Quasi just, you know, kind of like a ba- uh, ba- Braun Strowman, how Braun is booked, maybe not to that level because Braun looks like a mountain man that will just, you know, be- pull a redwood out of the ground and fucking beat the shit out of what, what, what you know, what beat you up with it. You know what I mean? He's just a freak of nature, also. So, but you get my drift. I would push him to the level, to a high level as a violent, angry heel. Like violent, violent, disturbed, destructive, athletic monster. That's what I would do, Keith Lee. and They're not doing that, you know. So I, I don't know. You know, I don't know if he's got any juice backstage, or if it's what the. I don't know. There's a lot of shit plays into this, you know. <laughs> you know? Guys can get heat and not know they got heat. I'm not saying that's the case with Keith Lee. I'm just spitballing again. I, you know, because to me, he's got all the tools. So I don't know why, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know why you wouldn't do a lot with him. Um, you know, I would, I really would just do tons more with him. Um, I just, I, I don't know a reason. I mean, I could try and find out. That's normally not what I like to do. Uh, but, you know, I, cause I don't want to, you know, fringe on a friendship with anybody and stuff like that. Uh, you know what I mean? But. Anyway, he's a talent. Maybe eventually they'll get it, and they'll start pushing him the right way. It'll be great. Mox, John Moxley, right? So that's Dean Ambrose. So, so this video that they put out, I think it was probably like an hour after his whatever it was with WWE. There's non compete. I don't remember the exact details or whatever it was when he was legal allowed to post, they put out a video. He, somebody put out a video. So there's a lot of rumors. Was it AEW? Is he still WWE? Look, I don't read the dirt sheets. Some of you guys might have more information on that than I do. Um, I honestly think there's a good chance it is AEW. If I'm getting hooked like a mock, then so be it. I just feel like that this could be the case uh that you are that's that's where he's going my first instinct was that again you guys read all this other shit and you might know more than me because people stewed shit to these other writers i don't get into that and i haven't talked to mike johnson around a, a while but i'll have mike on the pod real soon and we'll get into this in a little bit but um here's the thing right so this this promo um it's had over North of 2.5 million views Okay uh, thus far You know so this thing Was on fire I remember seeing it that Next morning and I was like wow The production value on this Fucking video was Unbelievable Unbelievable Tremendous 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 I mean like really 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 good Um, And it's like if you didn't see it it's like He's you know, Mox Ambrose. It's like he's he's in prison. He breaks out of prison like he's banging on a brick wall. He wants to get out. You know, like how do I get out? How do I get out? You know I mean? Um anyway, it was done tremendous. Uh tremendous the, the video. The production was great. I mean it, it really was. So it, I, I don't know. I I to me I think it's got so much buzz on it. Um, No matter what ends up happening Or what he does, it's great Um, It's great I mean, I was more Interested about Dean Ambrose, we'll call him All the years in WWE To me, this was Like 10 times better And he's got the thing with him holding like barbed wires Hands bleeding, because I remember his History, you know, before he was Dean Ambrose He worked a lot of like Gore blood and guts type stuff he worked a lot Of those type of independence like real hardcore Type shit um and he Built like a great following you know so You know I just I don't know I think that it's um It's definitely Was tremendously done the production and The buzz on this thing is outstanding Outstanding Um it really Is so some some would Think well wait a minute how Um How does this get done so quick? Like, how do they make this video? Let's say, for argument's sake, he's going to TNA, or let's say he's going to Ring of Honor, let's say he's going to AEW, MOX, right? How would they have that video done right after his whatever, his non compete ends, or his contract expires an hour later? Boom, here's the video. Well, it's obviously done prior, it's done in the can. And when you're, just so you guys understand, because I went through this, when you're, either on or non compete and you, you just that means you can't go on someone else's TV or be a, you can't be pub, in the public eye for that company until your non compete ends. That's what that means. But you could still do stuff behind the scenes with that company and no one will know about it. You just keep it on the down low. You could still make videos, you could still you know video packages, you could still do a lot of stuff. I've I've done this. So <laughs> you know it, it, as long as you're not on their T V show. Or on their website or whatever, or on their social media, you could still do stuff. So that's when I saw how quick the video turned around. I wasn't shocked. Now, let's say this is a whole big swerve, City Jones, and and he's just staying right in WWE with a whole new gimmick. I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah. Then then shit. Then WWE can do this with their eyes closed. Obviously, he obviously was in the video. He was took part in this, meaning Mox John Moxley. So you know, um. It's interesting enough to like the, uh, I'm trying to think when it was I'm trying like the, uh, towards the end of the video. um, It was, uh if you look closely, there's dice. So, and uh, it was like a two and a five. So, you know, the thing is, right, the theme for the AEW pay-per-view is, you know, <laughs> What is it? It's it's double or nothing. It's Las Vegas, um, and it's a two and a five. Well, double or nothing is uh, the twenty fifth of May. So, you know, I'll, 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 you connect connect those dots. If you look closer, you'll see it in the video. So there is dice, and uh, so that's why it's just like well, kind of seems like. And here's one more little tidbit for you. I'm ninety nine point nine 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 percent sure that that's where he lives, Mox, Nevada. Where's Las Vegas, Nevada? so uh <laughs> so a lot of signs are pointing that way so um no matter what, it's it's great speculation could be great and all that that's you know it's all it's all good it's all good. Um, to me, it, like I'm saying, it's it's just great for it's just great for wrestling it's just it's just great for wrestling. It really is. No matter no matter if he even if he stays in WWE, which I'm starting to really feel like that's not the case, but if even if he is, it's just it's great. It's just this kind of buzz you haven't seen in a long time. You know, when I went from ECW to WWE, you know during that time, a lot of us that were going from one company to another, there was that kind of buzz. Because the reason was there wasn't a lot of bullshit that was put out. The in- internet was so new, <clears throat> there wasn't a ton of that stuff going out. Where stuff would leak. Now you can't do shit. You can't do nothing. Everything leaks nonstop. It's just everything's all over the place. Everybody, everyone wants to be an insider. Everyone wants to get the gets all the details, and you know, and, and fans soak it up. And so there's no real shock and awe. This was a shock and awe deal. Um, this was a shock and awe deal because they kept it quiet. Whoever they is, they kept it super, super, super quiet. And that's smart. That's why it worked. You know, that's why it worked. And think about it. Um, how intriguing does Dean Ambrose feel right now? Or John Moxley, how intriguing does he feel? That little video made it so much more intriguing. All the years in WWE, how intriguing does he feel? Same thing I said about Dustin Rhodes All the years as Dustin Rhodes As, as Gold Dust, WWE, the whole thing And now the AEW puts that vignette out on him Talking about his match with Cody At Double or Nothing that's coming up How intriguing is Dustin Rhodes Awesome, you know what I mean Like that's the thing man It's like when guys and girls They get out of that bubble That WWE bubble where you're just You're doomed sometimes man And when you get out of there if you know you create creative juices flow <laughs> look I'll, I'll give you an example um uh and I might do an extended podcast or something like this down the road but think about the cool acts okay ACTS that have before they came to WWE how cool they were you know think about like like Finn Balor okay when the Vic gimmick right and, and all over the world He's working and how t- his Swagger who he was it comes In as Finn Balor in NXT Still cool as shit over like Rover Triple H did a great job on him goes to The main roster eh, you know it, Poor Finn you get, getting screwed around Left and right really um, and, and that's just the tip of the Iceberg I mean like you can go on and on and on uh, Bobby Roode, I talked about a lot how, how Bobby's career, the success He's had and how great of a worker and talker This guy is, and then he goes to NXT and, and Triple H gets it, he sees it And pushes the fuck out of him, and rightfully so Goes to the main roster, now it seems like they're doing more With him, which is cool, but god, man He was stuck in that tag team gimmick and With the kid Gable and all this Just, Just like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Really? What the fuck? Like, what are you doing? Uh, I'm saying acts that come in That everybody has a high hopes for it, Look, look, Asuka The great success she had in NXT And she goes, main roster, pff, forget it And I told you what happened Nakamura, same thing How how, how cool is Nakamura and Everything with everything with New Japan, all her success In New Japan and everything, with Bullet Club All this bullshit And man, it just hit a brick wall A big, you know, brick wall On the main roster You know, Anderson and Gallows pff, these guys talk about Bullet Club, talk about Japan, talk about their success Talk about cult following, just a following, unbelievable Get to the main roster, stuck Dude, the guy that you listen to right now, me, happened to me Happened to me, happened to me and, and it sucks, it sucks You know, it really does A little Matt Hardy, look at Matt Hardy Matt Hardy was the fucking hottest thing going Out of TNA with the, Yeah, it's the whole gimmick Man, people love the gimmick, everything It comes in with Jeff, they get the Hardy boys Then they then they let him beat the Matt Hardy again Wonderful, let him do that whole thing But then it was too late, and then it didn't stick Now he's back doing, like, you know, it's just I'm just saying, it's It falls on Vince's shoulders You know, because it's A lot of what happened years ago Happened. What happened to me When you're not their creation You know You gotta be uh, Re-imaged In their vision You know and that's I lived it I was in that In that blender man it's Fucked up feeling dude Really is Can't explain it It Sucked You know sucked and I was making Really good money and like a lot of these cats I hope I'm making good money that are in that Blender thing and but it sucked and and then once I I didn't want to do the announcing as I've talked about but once they I had no choice and I was going to do it then I'm like Dude, this I had an epiphany I'm like oh, this is this is this is for me this is I can because now I'm WWE's creation as a commentator this had nothing to do with the human suplex machine this had nothing to do with FTW this had nothing to do with orange and black now I'm a commentator Never was a commentator in my career in ECW None of that But now I'm WWE's creation So they they, they pushed me right Because they created me you know, So there's a lot of truth In I just said the last 10 minutes here A lot of truth on the whole fucking podcast Let's be honest with you It's not just the last 10 minutes what kind of shit comment was that I just made Alright, hope you liked this episode Appreciate your download Appreciate all the love, you guys know that You guys are great uh, more shows coming up Non-stop Taz shows As we soar towards 700 fucking episodes It's gonna be great Alright guys, thank you again for all the support And subscribing to the show Spread the word of the show as always I'm Taz, you're not Adios yeah, yeah, said I was raised in the days of my space And screen names back then When I was only worried about my top friends Now my circle is getting smaller All these people like I don't even have a top 10 Me against the world I've been doing what I really love Haters been hiding behind the screen Man, they movie cuts And when I'm back at home It never feels the same Cause we've been doing our own thing